Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Boba and a Movie. Is your co-host Kaden Gray and your other co-host Mayana? Well, guys, I just want to let y'all know that we just recorded thirty minutes of this episode to find out that the audio did not record. I'm pissed. I mean, like, uh, we were so funny in the last thirty minutes too. Oh my god, it was such, it was so good. The content that y'all are missing out on. We talked about shit for a really long period of time. Oh my god. But now we I feel about... like, if I feel like if we talk about shit now, it's just gonna be disingenuous, you know? It's gonna be Yeah, anyway. it'd be so, it'd be it would fake. be so forced. We'd be like, ha ha ha, what if your significant <laughs> other made you look at their shit? And everyone's like, what the fuck? Anyways, that's what we talked about. That's what you miss on Boba in a movie. Oh, yes. Oh, so unfortunate. (sighs) It'll be bloopers, but it'll only be your bloopers. Oh yeah, you can only hear (laughs) you only hear half of the jokes. Very, very. Oh god. Alrighty. All right. So, um, first we want to talk about everything that is happening in America and in the world, um, specifically with uh, Dante Wright and all the stories of him and uh, surrounding him and uh, similar stories to his. And we just want to say that like we give our love and support and everything to his family and anyone going through his situation and to the entire uh, Black community that is grieving the loss of their brothers and that everybody should do their part in their own activism of educating themselves by listening to podcasts, reading books, staying caught up on what is happening, not only with Dante, but also with the current George Floyd trials that are going on, just doing your part in being anti-racist. Yes. And if you are going to donate, make sure that you prioritize individuals over organizations. Um, There are direct uh, funds for Dante Wright's girlfriend and son that I believe that you can find. There's an email petition going around. Um, all these links plus more will be in the description of this podcast, so please, please, please check it out. And that's all I have to add on that. Please do your part. Please stay educated. Very, very devastating times that we need to be there for our um, Black brother and sisters as they grieve and um, advocate for their rights. All right, to... There's not really a segue into the, uh, our weekly obsessions um so let's just go right into them yes um my weekly obsession is sleep because i've done nothing this week except academics i am deep in finals ass crack i don't know where i was going with that um ass crack she said the ass crack of finals i'm writing papers left and right I went to find the singular book that I needed from my final paper today in the library and spent an hour there because it is not there, but the website said it was. So whoever stole Come As You Are by Judith Roof from Fondren Library, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, she said. I am coming for you. <laughs> I need this book. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so sleep is my weekly obsession because I need it. I need more of it. I, I've genuinely been sleeping too much. I'm not going to lie. I feel like all I do is sleep and play Genshin Impact and occasionally watch a movie and read a book. And that's my life right now. 
I would rather um, have that life than writing final papers all day. I mean, I'm about to get there. Give me, give me a week, <laughs> a week and a half. It's gonna, it's coming. Ugh. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Okay, what is your weekly obsession? Um, my weekly obsession is the Aristotle and Dante uh, sequel that is coming out October twelfth. I'm so excited. Uh, I wasn't obsessing over it until literally like two hours ago, um, because Sarah like sent me. Um, it was like a Twitter thing that Benjamin had posted the author, and it was like a little video, and it was like showed the Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe, and then it said like October twelfth, twenty twenty one, and then it showed the cover of the sequel. And, God, I can't remember the name. It's, like, Aristotle and Dante dive into the wonders of the water or world. I don't remember. Um, But I'm so, so excited for it. But, like I was telling you earlier, Mayana, I am so scared. Because Aristotle and Dante, I hold so dear to my heart. And I am scared. It's never, nothing's ever going to live up to Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. But... I just wanted to hold true to, like, Aristotle and Dante, you know, like, those boys and characters, um, because, you know, they're special, and I love them a lot. Has any plot or synopsis of any kind been released? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Not off the top. I don't know anything. I probably should do more research into it. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. There's also been a post about uh, Aristotle and Dante uh, being, getting a movie adaptation. Oh. Which is even more terrifying. That is, that is terrifying. Yeah. I don't think I'll watch it. That's fair. Um. Unless I hear good things about it. Yeah. You know what? Um, if, because I read Aristotle and Dante, like, years, years and years before you, so, um, it's been, like, sitting like the back of my mind um so i'm probably gonna read the sequel too but if the sequel starts out with several years after the events oh i will not read it and i'm directly adding call me by your name <laughs> <laughs> as you should but sequel was so bad <laughs> i'm I directly it, uh... attacking it I went to um, Barnes & Noble. Oh, fun fact, I went to Barnes & Noble, and um, I bought three new books. I bought the second book of Haikyuu. Sorry, guys. I <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. Um, and then I bought They Both Die in the End. <gasps> I've, been the end. To, I've been wanting to read that book for, like, 10,000 years. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. And then I bought um, I'll Give You the Sun. Aww. Yes, that. Sarah was super funny about to give me the sun. Um, Sarah gave it to me like junior year of high school to read, maybe even sophomore year, and I had it until she left for college. Like, I had it and I never read it. I had it for like two or three years and never read it. But I also was like stupid in high school, so um, I'm less stupid now. So, making all the right decisions. Like, Aristotle and Dante didn't read it until four months ago, and Sarah told me to read it, like, junior year. So, Sarah's been telling me to read everything that I've absolutely adored, and I've just never listened to her until now. 
Um, <laughs> I did start reading Red, White, and Royal Blue. I was just about to ask, did you get Red, White, and Royal Blue? Because we went on an yes. adventure to try to find it. Yes, I've had it for like uh, like three weeks now. And I just haven't started it, but I started it Monday. Um, I'm only like 20 pages in, I think. Yeah, like 25. Um, and it's been interesting. Very, um, there's some scenes, like it's not written poorly at all. Uh, Cassie McQuiston is like really good at writing. Um, but there's like some scenes where you're like, this is very fanfic-y. Uh. Um, <clears throat> and I'm only like 25 pages in. <laughs> and, <laughs> and... Uh, Sarah keeps telling she's like, Caden, push through, push through. The last half of the book is worth it. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm excited, I'm excited. My TikTok for you page has been all up and down, red, white, and royal blue. Um, so, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you. I haven't read it or know anything about it. I just know it's very popular and supposedly very good. Yep, and very gay. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. All right, all right. Shall we dive into the meat of this podcast? Yes, the purpose we are here. Let's talk about movies. This is probably going to be our most exciting episode of the four installments because we both adore both of these highest regards. Um, we're going to start out with the awards frontrunner in Nomadland, directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, the Google synopsis is a woman in her 60s embarks on a journey through the western United States after losing everything in the Great Recession, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. The awards it is nominated for are Adapted Screenplay, Film Editing, Cinematography, Lead Actress for Frances McDormand, Directing, and Best Picture. So, what did we think about Nomadland? Why don't you start with this one? Oh, why don't I start? Yes. Um, I'm just trying to go off of like what we did 30 minutes ago. Me trying to remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember like every single thought I had. Um, but that's not. But happening. like, don't make it authentic. Oh, this you're is, right. You're they're right. not here to hear a recited speech of what we already said. <sighs> you're right. If they were, we should have recycled the shit bucket bit because that was funny. Um, that was so funny, guys. Was- just. Just imagine us talking about shit for 10 minutes. It was hilarious. I yes, promise. It was really good. Um, <laughs> we don't kink shame, but if you have a shit kink... Run away. Get away. We're going we're gonna to have Stay a little chat. Stay six feet away from me. Okay, back to the movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is, like, more shit than I thought there would be in Nomadland. I told you. There's yeah. a lot of shit in this movie. Yeah. yeah, so therefore shit is of topical relevance. Anyways, I Period. love this movie. <laughs> I love this movie. I I just loved how, how real it was, how authentic it felt. Um, we talked a little bit about how it feels like a documentary. Um, like, it really does. Yeah, if you walked in without context, it would feel like a documentary. You would think you were watching one. Um, and most of that is due to the absolute god-tier, impeccable directing. She is she is absolutely incredible. Um, the way that this is directed, the way that it's handled, there's just so much care and purpose behind the camera. And you know that it's the whole movie comes from a place of love 
and I love that. I love when movies come from the heart, because you can really tell, and those are some of my favorite movies, um, and that's how I feel about Nomadland. I, I loved it. It was such, such a good movie. It was, like, very genuine, very, it was not superficial at all. Um, you can tell everything that they were trying to say and everything that they were trying to feel was so authentic. And that message was really, like, you know, it really gave off to the audience. And it, like, deserves to be the front runner of this season. Ugh, I just, and then the little, like, see you down the road. That's so cute. <laughs> it makes it makes the like life feel so purposeful. That like mm-hmm. there's not an end meet to people or things or life, you know. Yeah. Which it's... is like very like what we what we were saying is there's so much hope and resilience in the movie. Yeah, especially resilience. Like most of the characters have gone through something absolutely terrible. Especially Especially the main character. Mm-hmm. Lost her home, lost her husband. But And they do it so creatively. Like, there's... What's so sad is in the movie, there you... Like, when I remember back, I can hardly think of a time there was genuine smiling. You know? It always feels so forced because of what the characters have gone through, you know? Like, they're all grieving and you know sad and depressed because of the losses they've faced or like the situations they've been put in um but by the end of the movie there was there was so much hope for life and for what's to come next or what is now you know yeah and there were just like some some moments of just like pure pure peace and most of those times were usually when it's usually when it was in those, like, traveling montages, and it would show, like, shots of Fern, like, by herself. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, wow, this is amazing. Like, I think there was one when she, like, was traveling, and she went off up to the cliff, and there was, like, a huge, like, valley below her, and she just, like, yells, Fern, and, like, hears it echo. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. so tender and precious and wonderful, and I love it. One of my two moments that stand out in my head about this film um, was the one I described earlier, uh, the New Year's Eve scene, where she's, like, holding her little, like, uh, firework wand thing, and she's, like, waving it around. And it seemed so, so peaceful, and it seemed so, like, enjoying the small things, you know? Because there weren't these, like, big, extravagant fireworks that people spend hundreds of dollars on. She just had this little, like, wand sprinkler thing. Um, And she was just, like, you know, waving it around, like, showing her happiness and showing appreciation for um, life and everything. And I was, like, it was so tender. Um, And then the other one, I can't tell if this is the same one you're talking about or not, was when she, I can't, I don't remember how she got there. I think she just walked there, I'm not going to lie. But it was, um, it was another cliff scene, but there was, like, the ocean in the background. That's a different one, but yes. That's a different one? That's that seems to have so much. Yeah. It was so the peace and happiness that she felt in that scene, you know? She, like, I can just imagine being there and feeling infinite, you know? Feeling like the world is yours. Um, And it was just so, so good. 
I'm so sorry. I have to take a quick little detour completely away from Nomadland because um, you said infinite. Um, I took a psychometric test and it told me that the character that I am most liked is Charlie from Perks of Being a Wallflower. And tell me I'm mentally ill. Do it. Do it. Anyways, sorry, that was just a little aside. <laughs> they um, really had to call you out. It was extremely disrespectful. You need to tell, you need to send me that link. The psychometrics test. It's like, I just Googled like open psychometrics test and it's the character one. But I'll send you the Girl, link later. You, you think I know how to spell that? <laughs> I, will, I am illiterate. <laughs> I will send you the link later. Um, anyways, I just wanted to say that psychometric test knew that I was mentally ill. I so. think you can look at you and know that you're mentally ill. They mm. don't even Mm-mm. have to answer questions. Dirty. <laughs> I'm <Anywho>. just kidding. <laughs> it's all laughs until you get Charlie too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways. You know? <laughs> Anyways. No, I'm going to be... Oh, God, what is his name? What is his name from the same movie? From Perks. The gay uh, one that uh, gets the shit beat out of him. No, I know. What's his name? Oh, pa- is it Patrick? <clears throat> Patrick, Patrick, yes, I'm yeah. gonna end up being Patrick, the insecure gay kid. Let's talk about how it was weird. That's also mentally ill. Oh yeah, but let's talk about how it was weird that all these high school seniors were going after a high school freshman. Anyways, uh... don't talk about it. Ready? Um, yeah, next. no man land. Uh... Okay, uh... <laughs> where were we? Um... I think we, you know, said a lot of what we had to say about it. It was, I mean, I. I mean, I will add that although there were so many great things about the movie, I did have such a hard time, like I said earlier, um, connecting with the movie, staying engaged with it, finding an emotional connection to any of the characters. I just didn't, I didn't have that, you know? And so, like, obviously, objectively, I think it's amazing, and I understand why it's the front runner of this season, but, like, as a subjective point of view, I just... I don't... It's not my favorite at all. That's fair. Um, Chloe Zhao, best director. Manifesting it. Deserves. Um, If some some gross man gets the best director... (laughs) I swear to God. Ugh. Ugh. I don't remember off the top of my head who's up against her. I probably should have that doc pulled up since we're going to compare. I know. Um, Mank. David Fincher sounds about right um who like in any other year could have eaten that award oh okay yeah 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 um we'll talk about it later but yes chloe Zhao deserved and she looks like she's gonna win she's swept um every award so far she has swept director but it's so on brand for the oscars not to give it to her even though i'll be shocked i'll be i'll actually be like i'll throw something I'll throw something, yes. <laughs> I'll be I'll turn into that angry man and punch the wall. <laughs> uh, I'm actually so excited for the Oscars to happen. I don't know why. It's like the day before my last week of classes, so Gosh. I feel like it's gonna be the beginning of the beginning of the end. I'm so done with this semester. Me too. I just wanna get my C's and go. <laughs> No, I don't have C's, but um, I don't have A's. Close. I don't have A's either. <laughs> so, what is your rating? Four and a half. 
four and a half. Mine mm-hmm. is a four point seven. Yes. Because my honor refuses to do anything either than a half or a whole. Um, because my brain is on letterbox mode, so I just kind of say what I. Unfortunately, I don't use letterbox. You use letterbox for one day, and then I don't use celibus. I don't believe in celibus yet. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> no, that tweet. Yeah, I know that tweet. There was a tweet that was like, "It's been a year since I chose celibacy," and it was like a screenshot of the letterbox app. Um. I mean, speak for yourself. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, let's talk about... Okay, now this is the part of the podcast where it becomes a Stephen Young Thirst podcast. Oh um, my god, yes it will. For 30 more minutes, <laughs> all we're going to talk about is that man. Oof, yes. We love a Dilf. Mm. We love a Dilf. Okay. Anyways. Mash my inside. Uh, okay, but sorry, seriously. guys. Did you ever hear that? Oh, I just I I would let him do unspeakable things to me. Like, the... and it's probably illegal in all fifty states. What the? Oh, I thought thought you were referring to some other aspect being illegal, and I was like, what are you talking no, about? No, no. You just meant no. The activities will be illegal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, aren't you? <laughs> implying that he would catch a case but anyways no no, no. i mean it would be super sus but it'd be sus but we're adults here he could legally do me in the next saturday <laughs> anyways we're talking about minari the family movie <laughs> the family movie. this is a, this is, a fam- this is a family friendly movie i think it's the only i think it's actually the only movie um that's nominated that is not rated r and we are just desecrating it in this way i'm i have no apologies either <laughs> zero i have no remorse we are absolutely like this is what they get for casting steven <laughs> they knew what they were doing casting that fine man okay i feel like we're objectifying steven young so we're just gonna move on <laughs> <laughs> guys it's all for shits and giggles i promise it's all for shits and giggles we we will actually talk about how um incredible he is in this movie um but first let me do my little intro um we're t- of course talking about minari directed by lee isaac chung google synopsis a Korean-American family moves to an Arkansas farm in search of its own American dream. Amidst the challenges of this new life in the strange and rugged Ozarks, they discover the undeniable resilience of family and what really makes a home. It is nominated for Supporting Actress for Yeo Jung-yoon, uh, Original Score, Original Screenplay, Lead Actor for Steven Yeun, Directing, and Best Picture. Now, opinions that don't have to do with Steven being a Dolph. Um. <laughs> um, I almost cried at least four times watching. This is probably, I mean, I still haven't watched The Father and Judas, but this is probably going to be my, my pick. You know, like, if I could pick who gets to win, this would be it. Yeah. I just, it was so, so good. What do you have to say about this? This is also now my pick. As it should. And that's, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, spoiling anything, because we still have, like, one episode to go, and I am going to make a full um, separate YouTube video on this. Um, so, yeah, this is a spoiler, but this is my pick. This is now my favorite of all eight Best Picture nominees. This is my pick. It was just so... 
again, I talked about it with Nomadland, but I felt it more so here. Movies that are come from the heart are truly the best. Every single performance in this is award-worthy. Every, every single, like, every family member, um, Paul, the Jesus guy. Stop, Paul. Paul, the Jesus guy, was incredible. I love him. Um, yeah, this is, this is the movie for me. And... It's so, so fucking good. I was... uh, Can we talk about National Treasure Alan Kim? Um, I don't like children, but he's the one. He's the one. He's he's the child that I will. Um, <laughs> she said, "If I don't have him, I don't have any kids." <laughs> if my child isn't anything like Alan Kim, I'm not having a child at all. Uh, I just and can we the first fifteen minutes? Ah, uh... it was so. It like literally nothing real happened, and I was in tears. Yeah, the first 15 minutes is pretty much just a montage, but I was, like, sobbing. <laughs> yes, yes, it's so beautiful. The, like, score that they chose really just hits you in the gut. I'm just... Oh, the score is so great. Whenever the score was, oh like, goodness. coupled with, like, any sort of, like, wandering shot, like, following, like, <laughs> following David when he's, like, running around in the fields, or not running, but when he's, like, around the fields, and the, just the yeah. score comes up. Ugh! It's literally, it's so good. Oh god, I'm so obsessed with it. I want to talk spoilers, so do you have anything non-spoiler to add? No, I don't. I have zero non-spoilers to add. Okay, here we go. Um, I love how most of the struggle, like, I would say 99% of the struggle was not due to explicit racism. Yes. I love that. Um, not because that, not because racism shouldn't be shown on screen but because i was talking about this a lot in my because my final paper in my lgbt studies class is about um lgbt rep in media and essentially my argument is good representation is a queer character whose struggles do not solely come from being queer Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel about race as well. And yeah, there is there are racist moments, but it's it's through the kids, and it's just you know kids who grew up yeah. in a white town not knowing. Oh what an my Asian god! Person. Oh my god! That little when girl. That girl. Oh. Was like, stop me when I say something in your language, and then started saying random. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I I want to chuck this little girl across the room. I I laughed so hard out of shock. I, I like, know, the... I was so surprised. But the boy, he was like, why is your face so flat? And David's like, no, it's not. <laughs> and he was like, you want to come over to my house? <laughs> I was like, I'm... this is so... Um, but anyways. That's... It was so bad. <laughs> but, but that's the only, like, instance of racism that they ever face. Yeah. But that, But they have real struggles. And I just love how the movie wasn't focused on racial trauma. Like yes, it's it's about immigration and assimilation, but it's not racist, and I I love that. It was a really great change of pace. It was, and like it just tells true that like, I mean like white people should watch this movie for obvious reasons, but the target audience was not white people. You know, like when filmmakers want to target white people, they always bring in the idea of racism 
being the entire identity of a race, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, like, how it is with, like, Love, Simon. Like, I adore Love, Simon. It is my comfort movie, but it completely... His entire personality is that he's gay. He has no other personality, and that's because it was targeted to the straight community. Mm-hmm. It was not given, it was not written or filmed with gay people in mind. It was filmed for, you know, a straight audience. And like, you can tell this film was not, this film was trying to be as authentic to the Korean American experience as possible. Exactly. Like, this wasn't for white people to sit there and be like, oh, this is horrible, this is so sad. It was for Korean Americans to come and see and see themselves on the screen. And that's what do you know what's, is so great. Do you know what's so funny about this? Um, in my Black Political Thought class, we have the... I'm doing this reading. I actually need to finish it for tomorrow. Um, but we've yet to talk about it in class. But the reading talks about how power comes from innocence um and this idea uh that when a group loses their sense of racial innocence they lose power because when you feel like you're innocent you hold yourself above everybody else you know um and when I'm sitting here thinking about, like, movies that are targeted toward white people or straight people or whatever that are about minority groups, these these white people can look at this, like, racist film and be like, that's not me. I'm mm-hmm. innocent. Yes. And it empowers them to think that they don't contribute to a system of oppression or racism or, like, homophobia, you know? Um, and so, like, it's just so funny... I'm sorry, I just had to make that connection mm-hmm. that, um, like, the innocence, that, like, when we watch it, we think, I'm innocent of this. Like, I'm not racist, so it's easy. It makes sense now why they, <laughs> in my brain, why they make movies like that for white people. Yeah. Every time I every time I think about movies about race made for white people, I think of Green Book and how it stop uh, it that's like that's like the number one example in my head always the white savior complex Ugh. anywho back to a good movie um <laughs> i was like in tears for the last 20 minutes <laughs> straight um it's so good when that's what i'm gonna say for the rest of the podcast just, it's so good um everything from david's uh hospital visit to the end i was like crying I was crying. Um, when the grandma, when she started, like, when she started um, burning the, the trash, I was like, this is about to become, like, this a shit show. And it did. Mm-hmm. 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 It made me so sad. I was, was not so prepared. I was not prepared for how sad this movie was. I was so, I didn't even cry. I was just so in shock at the end. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought I would cry because it's like, oh, it's so tender. But it was like genuinely sad a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. But I also think it like sparks a conversation because it talks about um, like the synopsis. I don't know if that's your synopsis. I'm pretty sure you got that off of like Wikipedia or something. Yeah. Um, But it talks about finding their own American dream. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like very funny 
to think about like the American dream is is such a white upper class thing, you know, like mm-hmm. you, when you're an immigrant or a lower class, but like specifically immigrant, the American dream is like so I don't want to it's not unattainable, obviously, um, but it that's what it feels like, you know. Because, like, the American dream was, you know, the idea that was built off of white people. Like, white success. And so, I loved that the synopsis said their own American dream. I know. And it wasn't finding the American dream. It was, like, their own. And, like, like personalizing that idea that um, there are, there is a different, like, the, the definition of the American dream is no longer there. It's, like, changing with the times. Mm-hmm. It's just such a cute, good, powerful, emotional movie. And it's going to be, my like, one of my favorites for a long time. Uh, I'm like, because I just watched it. I literally just watched it, like, hours ago. And I'm still... Me too. I'm still reeling from it. I... I had to pick myself up 10 minutes later and go to work, so... Oh my god. After this, I have to go back to work and just die, I guess. Cute. Um, uh, let it, let's please talk about the grandmother. Obsessed with her. Please. Obsessed with her. If she just, like, could get supporting actress... Um... Then what? What was the what's point? the point of the Oscars? What's the point? That's gonna be like the most. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> I will be shocked. I will be shocked if she doesn't get it because she has gotten the last few. Woman <laughs> deserves best picture for herself. Just give her <laughs> the trophy for best picture. She is the best picture. You know, they say movie of the year. She's the movie of the year. <laughs> just her. She's just she's just such a delight. I loved every single scene she was in. Oh my god, that little shit when he peed in the cup. The pee. Talk about a piss king again. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that little that little shit. Oh my god, I don't know how she was so patient with him. I think I would have dropped, kicked him through a window. She, she just, really was like, it's okay, it's okay, just don't do it again. She was like, it's okay, It was. It's who cares if I drank a little pee? I'm like, you should care. You. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But I mean, like, it's so true to the idea of... I think, like, her character was extremely important um, for the understanding the separation between American and Korean culture. Absolutely. Um, because without her character, obviously there would have been, like, American, there, there would have been that separation, but it wouldn't have been so prevalent, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, her character just brought so much, because she was, like, f- like came from Korea and moved to Arkansas. She, like, was the one that was portrayed to know, like, the least amount about, like, American culture and, Ameri- like, English and stuff like that. Like, her dynamic with in the relationship with the kids was, like, so... Felt so important to much of 
the experiences of Korean American immigrants. Ah, this movie just deserves the entire world. It deserves the. I just whole want to world. give it a big hug. It's like it. It made me almost not as mad about having to pay twenty dollars to watch it. Oh, don't talk. I have to pay twenty dollars <laughs> to watch The Father. Maybe you should see if someone wants to split it with you. I know. Because uh, I could have gone and see it for ten dollars tonight in the theaters, but that didn't happen. Oh. I'm gonna see if it's available. Today's the last day they're showing it in theaters, um, or in the AMC theater okay. via me. But I'm gonna see if there's like a Cinemark or something that's still showing it. Oh yes. Um, um I was gonna ask you. When is your second dose? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? They don't. They haven't sent it to me. They're like they literally said that they're gonna text me a link to sign up for a time forty eight <sighs> hours before the day. Oh. Yeah, forty eight hours. Hours before the day. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. So they didn't give me a day and time yet. I have to sign up forty eight hours before the day, which I think is next Thursday. Is it'll be a month. It'll be 28 days, so I think that's when I have to go in again. Nice. You got Moderna? Yes, I did get Moderna. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was confused. I was wondering why my second dose was going to be before you, because um, I got Pfizer. Oh, you got Pfizer, yeah. yeah. So yours is like a week earlier than mine. Mine's on Tuesday, because you got yours a week before me. So now our second yeah. doses are on the same week. Um, I heard the second dose is... Much worse, much worse. Anyways... Yeah. Um, um, which is so funny because I have to go to class right after it. So. Holy. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Not only do I have to go to class. Oh, I hope this is not next Thursday. I have an, an exam that class. No way. Yes. <sighs> Yikes. And I can't get it after because I've got to go to work. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I can, but it would have it would be cutting it super close. Jordan just got his and it wiped him out. So, very excited to experience I that. mean, good for him. Yeah. That's exciting. We're getting vaxxed. You know how I'm I I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited. Ah. All right. So, what what would you rate with Minari? Oh, five stars. Five stars, completely. Five stars. It is, it's perfect. I don't, I have no problems with it whatsoever. Zero. I'm probably Zero. I'm probably gonna watch it again in my rental time. Get get the most out of that twenty dollars. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I have time. I really doubt that I do. Um. Oh my god! I told myself I was gonna talk about something. Um. I remember it now. Okay. So, I actually think that our comparison bit is gonna be interesting because. The LA Times just came out with an article that was interviewing secret academy members, so they just like didn't say who they were, and mm-hmm. they interviewed three of them, and they each gave their picks for like the big five um, awards, yeah. and best picture was split between Minari and Nomadland. <gasps> Shut up! It is. So there's actually more Minari fans in the academy than we realized oh my god don't so, get my hopes up i mean i don't not, get my hopes i'm not up. saying i i actually still think nomadland is gonna pull through 
but these are the the two front runners actually. <laughs> the, the way I, I mean, just, they both deserve it. They both deserve it. They both deserve it. Um, I'm just biased. Oh yeah. Um, my heart is saying we're Minari Hive all the way. We want Minari to win Best Picture. Um, also from that article, um, Chloe Zhao is like the unanimous favorite for a director, which is awesome. As, yes, as she should be. Um, I want to talk about Best Actress, even though it's not really in... Oh, no, Frances McDormand is. So, of the five nominees and the last four major award shows, it's been one of each. So, there isn't really a lead, like, favorite for actress. So, that should be interesting. Interesting. Who's nominated? Um, they are Frances McDormand in Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman, um, 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 Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. It's the only nomination from that movie. Um, Andra Day in The United States versus Billie Holiday. And who am I missing? It's somebody like <laughs> important. They're all important. What am I saying? Oh, oh my bad. I'm so sorry. Viola Davis. <laughs> Oh, um, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um, That was embarrassing for me. Um, but the only one that hasn't won anything yet is... Oh, wait. Am I... Oh, no. I'm kidding, but not kidding. Um, So the three major ones were Viola Davis, Andre Day, Francis McDormand. They all won one. And then in the, um, in the LA Times, most of them said Carrie Mulligan. Oh... So, I don't I, know how to feel about this. I don't. I honestly am very conflicted. Um, I've seen all of them except for the United States versus Billie Holiday. I don't know who my favorite is. It's not as um, direct as supporting actor and supporting actress. I know who I want for those, and then actor is yes. tied between two for me. Yes. Um, but actress, it's like kind of a four-way tie, to be honest. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Those are just some some statistics from the latest award shows. Things to things to talk about. Things to think about. I mean, it'll be a good discussion after the Oscars. Oh, after the Oscars, about we can, who we can about who won in. best actress. This is, this is way better than last year because, and I mean that like last year, the choices were incredible as well, but it were the same, it was the same four people every show. So that's what I mean. Like, this is more interesting mm-hmm. that it's like going back and forth. So I'm excited about that. I like how there's some variety here. For one of them. Oh yeah. I mean, supporting actress, I think had some variety. It's Yajang for most of them. I think she's been sweeping. And then, of course, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Deserved, deserved. As, oh my god, I cannot, deserved. I cannot I wait to even, see. I haven't even watched it. And you already know. I cannot wait to see Academy Award winner Daniel Kaluuya on his next project. Oh, that's going to be incredible. As he deserves. He's so good. He's, he's so He's incredible. And I he also deserved an Academy Award before this. <laughs> like, oh yeah, and I can't wait to see Academy Award nominee Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, I love him too. I love him too. Um, 
Anyways, things are heating up. They're very close. They're in a week and a half. Yeah, the 25th, right? Yeah. What yeah. Are, what are we going to do on this podcast after the Oscars are over? I don't know. That's a good question. If you're listening I mean, to we do have to do now, like a... Oh, what? We do have to do like a reaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After, directly after the Oscars, we'll have... We'll mostly discuss the actual Oscars. Um, I mean, like, after that. If you're listening to this right now and you can leave a review, I think you can do that on Apple. Um apple podcast but i use spotify because yeah anyways if you can leave a review and you want to tell us what to do do it we might do it we ran out of ideas leave very quickly. some good suggestions yes some or... good movies to watch we're always open to some movie suggestions and you can like dm us on instagram or twitter or whatever uh follow me on instagram i'm very close to a thousand followers Oh Anyways. my god, she's she's an influencer. I'm an influencer. I'm gonna oh start. My I'm gonna start selling. Um, I don't know what Instagram influencers sell. What do they sell? I don't know. I know TikTok influencers sell T-shirts. No, not merch. I mean like brand deals. <laughs> I don't want to sell merch. What the fuck? <clears throat> Who do you think I am? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> they typically do. I feel like it's like fitness or like random drinks. Um. What was I Probably like say? a like a juice, like a juice brand. Try my juice cleanse, my juice cleanse uh, program. Mm-hmm. Uh, type in Mayana Castro to get ten percent off your oh next. Oh my god! Purchase. I'm gonna get a Function of Beauty sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that Function of Beauty sponsorship? She's calling them out now, manifesting. Please. With her thousand followers. Oh my god, did you know that you... I've been manifesting through Twitter. Um, this is the second time that I've manifested something. Um, so first, I... And of course, this is just like a joke. Like, manifesting like is the real thing that I actually do. But I'm, for the purposes of this, we're, let's just say Twitter is my manifesting method. Um, I, mani- I manifested a boyfriend first. Let's Let's get that straight. Manifested him straight from the Twitter depths. And second, I manifested that somebody at my school was going to buy me coffee. And that happened. So, As you said, get him to buy you more coffee. Just You'll start tweeting, guys. It works, I swear. It works. Just start tweeting. Alright. <laughs> I think that is the conclusion of this episode. Yes. I believe it is. Please go watch these two movies. They Both are worth every minute of your time. Nomadland is on Hulu. Minari costs $20, but split it with some friends and you'll be just fine. Or just buy it. It deserves it. Oh, yeah. True. But, I mean, if you don't know right away, just go for the rental. Have a little virtual movie night with your, your friends. Yes. All right, everyone. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.